Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast. I'm here, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, with another really fun guest. I have with me today, Lissa Figgins. Lissa and I met through networking, oh my gosh, probably mm, about nine months ago or so, I think it was. It, does that sound right, Lissa? It does sound right. Yeah, it's it's been a little under a year. We'll we'll say that for now. We met networking and just have connected over and over and over again. And I invited her to be on the podcast because I, I thought people have got to hear what she has to say. So let me tell you a little bit about Lissa. She is an area manager with Arbonne. She's been with the company for seven years and she helps busy women prioritize their wellness by creating a simple plan for their day. She believes that as a woman, wife, and mom, when we are taking better care of ourselves, we can make a bigger impact in the people around us. Her happiest days are spent sharing tips and resources and connecting with women to help them identify where they are and how they can get to the wellness that they want. So thank you so much for spending time with us today, Lissa. Thank you, Jenny. And I just want to say I used a phrase I wrote down the very first time you and I met today when I was talking with someone on the phone. So you have been a big impact in my life over the last however many months it's been. Oh, well, that's so nice to share. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, my gosh. Well, so let's jump right into this. Uh, so you've been seven years with Arbonne and, you know, for my listener who is listening, they, they know a vast majority of the time I'm inviting people who've been in direct sales for five years or more because of the Federal Trade Commission statistic that, you know, most people, 90% of people are in and out of direct sales in five years or less. So when somebody's made it seven years, you've obviously had a level of success that has kept you going. But before we get into that level of success, how did you get into Arbonne? Well, thanks for the opportunity to share. I like to tell people that was my milestone moment. I wish this happened when I turned 20, but for me, it was the year I turned 40. And I really had a couple things going on that I like to call the perfect storm. I was looking for a way to be taking care of myself, to be healthy. In my 30s, I'd had a cancer scare. My son had had some issues. And so I started educating myself about what we were eating and really learned a lot and started making changes. And I would have told you at that time that I thought I really healthy. So I was just started learning a lot and, and making those changes and noticing a difference and how we felt. And then I ran across the idea that everything you put on your skin matters because your skin absorbs everything in 26 seconds. So that was a whole new arena for me that just kind of caught mm. me off guard. So I started, you know, searching the internet to try to find, you know, product lines that were going to cover all those personal care, skincare, cosmetics, hair care, you know, all those things that we use every single day. So I was looking for, you know, just a healthy lifestyle turning 40. I don't know how it is for, was for you, but I swear the day I woke up uh, that year that I was going to turn 40, my, my wrinkles were deepening. I felt a little mm. bit more bulge around the middle. And I thought to myself, I am going to be intentional in my forties because if I'm not, then time and gravity are going to do their part. And I'm not going to like the results. Right. 
So I was determined that I was going to, you know, take care of myself and, and really come out of my 40s looking and feeling my best and not letting that just happen to me. At the same time, we, my husband and I were having that conversation about me going back to work. And while I loved my prior career, prior to kids, I had been mm-hmm. a teacher. I love the community, love educating, love all of that really didn't want to give up that freedom and flexibility. So I was trying to figure out what else could I do. And then I also felt, you know, during all those years of being home, I just had lost a little bit of me and I felt like I had kind of faded in some ways. And so I wanted something that was going to grow me, something I could invest in and and give back and invest in the lives of other people. So when my friend approached me at our girls weekend with this great skincare set and said, here, try this, I was like, I'll just be the good friend and try, but I have no interest in this. Thank you. (laughs) However, I did my due diligence. I said yes to listening and taking a look. And sure enough, it checked all three of those boxes, a healthy lifestyle, a flexible income stream and a way that I could grow and give back. And here we are seven years later and so glad I said yes. That's awesome. Now in seven years, you've probably encountered every possible obstacle that there is in the direct sales world. What would you say is probably your biggest obstacle that you've overcome in seven years? I think the biggest obstacle is really what comes inside of our own heads, right? Mm. Telling ourselves we're not enough. I don't know if I can do this. Why would somebody want to listen to me? What do I know? I'm not as successful as she is. I'm not at this rank that I, you know, have my sights and my goals and my dream board set for, uh, you know, I haven't earned that trip. You know, all those things that make you start questioning, mm-hmm. can I really do this? Is this, is this really, you know, is this really something I can be successful at? Gotcha. And, and how did you go from, I'm not enough to here I am seven years later at, you know, area manager, what was that shift? Where, where did that come in? Or is that something you still work with? You know, cause I, I know I personally have been dealing with that, that negative head demon for over 20 years now. And, you know, I'm way better now than I was 20 years ago, but it still sneaks in every once in a while. So is this something that you feel like you've mostly overcome and you're just kind of every once in a while, put it, putting it back in the corner? <laughs> You know, it it does every once in a while sneak up, but it does look very different now than it did. And I think the key is personal development. And that was the part of this business I didn't really expect. I was looking at some great healthy products. I was looking at some income. I really, even though I wanted something to grow me, I really didn't expect that I I was really going to grow. And I, you know, have people tell me all the time, you're not the same person that you were seven years ago. <laughs> and, you know, and because I know I've had people pouring into me, I've, I've listened to so many things. I've read books. If it's appropriate to have my earbuds in because my family's elsewhere and I'm in the kitchen or I'm getting ready in the morning, I've got a podcast on very often this one, um, <laughs> you know, or someone that is, is fueling my mind. So that way, I, those are the things that are running through my thoughts. And then that's going to lead into, you know, activity. And I find that when those thoughts come, you know, it's just taking them captive. It's, I remember being at a women's conference once and she was talking about taking every thought captive and she literally, you can't see this because we're on audio, but she literally put her hand up and like, like she was catching something in the air. Like you just need to take those thoughts captive and like throw them away. Oh. You know, the longer we let that keep going in our head, the more we start to believe it, the more we start then to act on it, the more that, you know, it sticks around as opposed to being able to recognize it when it comes up and then grab that and throw it away. 
Absolutely. No, that, that definitely makes sense. And that's something that I work with my clients on from time to time when they're working with that particular negative self-talk is, is you call it capturing, I call it challenging it, Hmm. right? You know, prove, prove that voice wrong. You know, what, you know, challenge it, prove it wrong. What can you say differently? Now, something you said during that, during that conversation was, you know, people have said to you, you're, you're different now than you were seven years ago. Would you say that a majority of the people, as they say that are meaning that in a good way, or is it almost like a, like a mini complaint that you're not the same person you were four years ago? Or, or how do you take that when people say that to you? Well, whenever it's been said, it's been in a positive way. I did have one person that at one point in my business, I think was a little bit put off by the fact that I was really growing and Mm -hmm. there wasn't that same kind of growth happening in their life. And so there was a little bit of a, they weren't quite sure if they liked the fact that I was growing, but I think because they've seen the benefits of that now they've come to me about ways they're growing. Right. Mm. And like the other day that just, that just made my heart go, Oh my goodness. Now you're seeking some of these things out that have been so vital in my life. You know, these, um, these, these habits, these things that I've been doing, and now I'm seeing that growth in this other person's life. And that's really exciting. So, um, yeah. So other than that one person, everyone else has been in a very positive, positive way of That's so good to hear. Yeah, because I would venture to say that there's a number of people that I've had that conversation with both in in the time when I was uh, in direct sales still myself with my team and also occasionally with clients where people where where they're telling me that people are saying, you know, you're not the same person anymore, but that they're not happy about it because they can no longer tell that person what to do. You know, mm. they're, this person has now started setting boundaries around their life and they don't like it because those boundaries mean that they can't get them to do what they wanted to anymore. Right. Right. So it's something that in some cases, this isn't true for everybody, but in some cases has come up in that they, they didn't like it because <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you what to do anymore. Right. Like mm-hmm. he, I, I'm not the boss of you anymore. And I don't like this. Like you're not the same person. Nope. Thank God. (laughs) Right, right. Or you're just moving on and doing different things. That whole analogy of the crabs in the bucket, right? And that one crab is trying to crawl out of the bucket. And what do the other crabs do? They're grabbing them and pulling them back down, right? Like stay here with us because this is where we're comfortable. And we don't really want to grow and go outside this bucket. So we don't want you to either. So I think it can be that, that way as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I've heard that before, but I don't think it was ever in that context. So I like that. That's, that's really, really good. And man, I swear like the last like five episodes have been really talking about this personal development piece, which is so, so true. What are some of the, the things that you've done in, in the realm of personal development to, to get you through seven years of business? A lot of reading. I'm making sure that I always have a book that I'm working on. A lot of listening, whether there are trainings that come through Arbonne directly or, you know, just other people that I've found that I really love their philosophy, love their heart, that they're coming at it really from a heart focus. So listening to, you know, podcasts or trainings, things like that. And then I would also say journaling. I think that's made a big difference of, you know, really kind of setting my intention for not only my day, but also where I'm going bigger picture and coming back to that, um, having gratitude in there so that, you know, I'm focusing on the things that are going well. It's very easy to find the things that we're not doing well or that we're not 
seen success in and forget about, you know, the million other things that are great and that other people would be so thankful for. Um, And then really being able to focus on what's that one big thing. What's the most important thing that I can work on right now. That's going to help me move forward. Ah, love it. Absolutely. Now through all of this time, you know, again, because seven years is not a fluke. (laughs) It's, it's definitely not something that happens by accident, you know, and, and certainly when many of us start our direct sales business, we go, well, I'll give it a try. Right. Would you say you came into the business with a, well, I'll give it a try. Or was it a, oh, I like this. I've done my research and, and, you know, I'm going to make this work. Do you feel like you came in with one of those two mindsets? I would probably say the latter one. I don't think I knew everything that it was going to entail when I said yes. Um, (laughs) But I'm also the kind of person that once I say yes, I say yes. I'm like that dog with a bone that, you know, like I'm super loyal and I'm right there. I'm not letting go of that bone because, you know, this is um, what I said I was going to do. So I think it's sometimes been that, uh, that commitment, that tenacity, that, you know, okay, this is in, this is in front of me and this is what I'm doing. And there have been a lot of things that have tried to derail me over the, the seven years. And, you know, there have been ebbs and flows. We all have seasons, right, of our business and what that looks like. But this, this is that one thing that I just knew in my heart, like, this is not the thing to let go. This is, this is here for a reason. And in fact, I feel like this helped me personally go through some things in my life over the past seven years that I don't know that I would have gone through in the same way had I not had this. So that that's been a blessing. I love that. that. That's so good to know because I pretty much went into my business the same way when I was brought into the, the jewelry business that I was with Park Lane jewelry. I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to freaking do this. You know, I, I, I'm not going to let myself off the hook because something gets in my way. You know, because too many times up until that point, because I started my business, I think in my early 30s, I think it was maybe 32-ish, maybe 33, but, you know, somewhere in there, I was early 30s and I pretty much was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to let this go. I am going to keep, I'm, I'm going to get as high as I can possibly get and keep going. And of course, what I didn't know at the time was coaching was in my future. So... Uh, but I think it, that that all in attitude, you know, that that straight on commitment rather than coming in and say, well, I'll give it a try because, you know, it's it's so interesting. The number of people that I talk to who've been in their business for a number of years, when they look back, many of them when it said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, you know, and the word try gives that back door. So I tell my team, like, we're not using the word try. So if they use the word try in a conversation in a message or something like that, in a joking way, I Uh will, I will rephrase it without that word because try is kind of like, eh, you know, like I might try, you know, it's it's not committing. Oh my gosh. I, I grew up with my dad quoting master Yoda anytime, (laughs) anytime I would say the word try. (laughs) like literally he'd do the full voice and everything and and you know every once in a while imitate him but I can't do it near as well and it's it's he's so much funnier when he does it but seriously I I grew up hearing Master Yoda probably weekly (laughs) do or do not there is no try Right. You either do it or you don't do it, but you don't try to do it. Okay. You, you do don't it try or you to don't. hold a pen. You either hold your pen or you don't hold your pen. You can't exactly. try to hold it. 
Oh my gosh. Yes. Right? So absolutely. So, so knowing all this, would you say that that all in attitude is one of your secrets to success? Definitely. Yeah. I think, you know, that consistency, I think people are watching to say, you know, so many people come and go, like you said, with that statistic earlier on. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people who aren't in network marketing are watching their friend who signed up for yet another network marketing company, you know, to kind of say, Oh, how long is this one going to last? Um, right. You know, and I'm not saying anything bad of anybody who goes from one to another. There are different reasons why people do that. But I think for people to see over time, wow, she's really taking this serious. This is a serious business. It shows people this is not just some little, you know, side little, I don't know, I want mall money. Yeah. Right. Like this is something that I'm treating as a business, not just a little hobby. Absolutely. And one of the things that my mentor used to say to me around that exact phrase, which is, you know, hobbies cost you money, mm. right? There's not, yeah, there's not one hobby that pays you back, right? But when you treat this like a business, when you tell people this is your business and you, you move out of that mindset from hobby to business, then all of a sudden that's when you start making money. This is true. Yes. It's, it's, it's a major mindset shift because how many times, you know, I have people who the first time I have the, the complimentary coaching session with them and they say something like, well, this is my side gig and blah, blah, blah. This is my side hustle. Da, 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 da. And, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, time for time to get your mind blown. As long as you call it that, that's all it's ever going to be. Exactly. We're putting a lid on it really. Yep. Exactly. So in addition to the all in mindset and that, that, that commitment level to your business, would you say you have another, you know, secret to success that's worked for you for seven years? I think it goes along with that. And I would say it's the, it's being consistent. Mm. Um, I think it's showing up and consistent, you know, doesn't have to be for somebody, you know, I post on Facebook, you know, seven days a week, maybe consistency is doing three days a week and just being consistent at that. But I think when, when we start and stop, it takes so much more momentum to get it going again, right? Mm. So it's better to just be consistent and just kind of that, like, I'm just going to gently plot along and just keep doing the next thing. And, you know, and to not have those, those gaps in between, that's going to keep us moving forward, just having that, that consistent mindset. Absolutely. I mean, consistency and persistence, right? Not giving mm. up, mm. you know, some people call it commitment, um, you know, and obviously there's a level of persistence that's too much, right? And, and that's the big, the big fear factor that many people have in their business is the, am, am I going to be too persistent and turn off my friends, turn off my family members so that they don't want to talk to me anymore. Right. But being right. consistent is different than being persistent, you know? Right. And I, I think that's, that's really brilliant to, to bring that up. And I think one thing that I learned that just kind of piggybacks off what you just said there is with any other business, you don't only sell to friends and family right? Mm -hmm. If you open up a, a boutique, you're not only going to open the door when it's your friend or family, mm -hmm. you know, you would open the doors. Of course you would invite them to come look and see, but you're going to be marketing. You're going to be sharing with, you're going to be connecting with people that like the style of clothing or whatever you're selling at your boutique. And I think that's something I really learned that in the beginning, I really was just kind of go, kept going back in that same circle of the same people. And, you know, then I felt like I was the one bugging them and, you know, telling my, myself those stories and, really learned how to branch outside of that and how to really connect with people who want what I have to offer, you know, who, who are looking for those things. And, you know, friends and family have come along along the way too, but it's not just been them. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, it, the, the faster you can get outside your, your circle is one of the, the keys to success in direct sales. It's really getting out new business, new business, new people. And this is true, whether it's direct sales or like you said, a boutique or, you know, a, a mechanic shop or, you know, car dealership. Yes. You want to, you want to hopefully provide such a great product and, and customer service that your, your current customers come back and hopefully refer you. But it's really the, the, the new people that build and grow. So, but you can't build and grow if you're not keeping the people you've got. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's a balance, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's certainly, you know, getting outside that circle as quickly as possible. Now I know one of your, you've brought it up from the beginning of this, of this conversation is really working with women in the area of health. And so when you're working with women, what is it that they tell you is holding them back from taking care of themselves the way that they want to? Hmm. You know, it's interesting because I think you hear, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough energy to think about me. I have Mm -hmm. no bandwidth left at the end of the day, right? But the reality is I really think that it's a a priority issue. You know, we we live Mm. in a world of not enough. We always feel like we don't have enough of almost anything, whether it's a physical thing or time or, you know, those types of things. But we also have this burden of excess. I mean, sometimes we just have so much that is distracting us and taking our priority away from the things that are most important. Because the reality is we all have plenty of time. We just choose, you know, to spend it in different ways. We all have plenty, you know, we all have money in -hmm. ways that we could get money if we really needed to. There are probably things around our house that we don't need and don't use if we really needed it, right? You know, and we all just fill those open spaces, whether it's a physical space or thoughts or time, you know, with, with, with other things. And then we wonder why the things that are priorities aren't happening. I think it's because we've got that priority issue. We have too much, you know, going on. And so really kind of being able to switch that around and say, this is important. And I firmly believe just like on the airplane, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first and then put it on your child. Mm-hmm. I believe that as women, because that's particularly who I work with, you know, we're, we're either, like we said, wives or moms or, you know, business owners, we've got all these roles that we play. And if yep. we're not taking care of ourselves, if we don't have the health, the energy, the vitality, even the confidence that comes from how we look and how we feel, it's, it, that could be a distraction. That's going to be a deterrent from those other roles, those other things that we want to do. So helping women to see this is not a selfish thing. This is an investment that is going to have a ripple effect. And, you know, when we take care of ourselves, then, you know, we can better take care of the things that are the things and people that are in our world. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Definitely. I mean, what stands out for me and what you just said is the fact that, you know, you kind of, you know, skirted around it and me being, (laughs) me being the direct sales dom, I'm going to bring it up now because sometimes people need to hear you aren't prioritizing you, right? You are allowing other people to come first. And, you know, in some cases, it's, it's just the fact that they had never thought of it that way. Right. And well, I've got to take care of my kids. I've got to take care of my husband and da, da, da. Yes. And what kind of example do you set for your children when you don't take care of you? Right. And what kind of mom are you when you have no energy and you're like laying on the couch and you're like, ah, You know, so then you're throwing, you know, a screen in front of your kid because you don't have the energy to really be with them. Exactly. No. So we've got to put that out there that it's, it's not just a a factor of 
allowing other things to come first. It's we are choosing. Mm, it it's is a, a choice. Choice mm -hmm. we've made to not prioritize ourselves. Mm. So when the shift that I see in women, when they begin to prioritize themselves and the and just as you said, the ripple effect it has as they as they do that, the more confidence their own children have because now they see mom taking care of herself and they know how to take care of themselves because they see mom doing it. They emulate us. So as long as we continue to let others be in priority over us, then that's what we're teaching our children to do. And don't we want our kids to be able to, to be self-sufficient and take care of themselves? That is the goal as a mom. I do not want this job forever of them in my house, right? <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> I'm working myself out of a job. Amen. Exactly. I've said that from, from the, even before I ever got pregnant with my first kid was, right. you know, at 18 or 21, they are out, you know, as long as they're in school, they can stay. But once right. they're out of school, they out. And by the way, past 21, 22 years old. No, you figured out <laughs> mm -hmm. you get 18 to 21 or 22 years before mama's booting you out because right. you've got to learn to fly on your own, you know? And I think that's when a, a woman oftentimes has that wake up call. All of a sudden she has an empty nest or she's very close to it. And she says, what happened to me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I've spent all of this time and energy focusing and not that that's wrong, but just none on her or very little on her. So she doesn't know who she is. And she's also looking at her body and going, how did I get here? Like, this is not what I want, um, <laughs> you know, because she hasn't been taking care of herself all those years. So it's never too late, but yes, the, the earlier we can start, the better. Absolutely. Well, and knowing that taking care of yourself is one of the great benefits of that is more energy. And I know that you do have a giveaway for the listener. Uh, it's the Boost Your Energy Guide. Can you tell us tell us more about the, the Boost Your Energy Guide? Yes. So I've yet to meet a woman who tells me that she has all the energy she could ever want, <laughs> right? Like, I think that's the one thing that nobody will ever feel like they have arrived at that. So what I found is that oftentimes it's our habits. It's, it's things that we're doing in our day that are actually zapping our energy. Um, and so by just flipping those, by changing those habits, we can give ourselves that, that energy boost. Um, so what I did is I put together a guide just for, for, for this call today with five energy zapping habits and how you can change them to have that, that energy boost. So that's what I want to offer. Um, and super easy to find. It's lissafiggins.com slash boost. And I also want to throw out that the first five people who request that I'm going to offer a free prioritize you call session with me to help them, you know, really just stop and pause to say, where am I? Where do I want to be? And then work on a simple plan to just make those next body loving choices, those next healthy steps, those next things to prioritize them. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Lissa. That's, that's awesome. So you know, in case somebody just went, wait, what, what just happened? So right. Lissa is offering a boost your energy guide, five easy tips to help boost your energy, take away the things that are zapping it, add things that'll make it better. It's going to be located on her website, lissafiggins.com slash boost. Now y'all think you know how to spell it, but you don't. So make sure you go into the show notes, which for those of you who haven't figured it out yet, the show notes 
are when you're listening on your phone, you scroll up on the episode and you'll see a, a, a bunch of notes and the freebie, the link directly to her Boost Your Energy Guide is there and you can just click it directly from your phone. And what she said is the first five people who download it are going to get a prioritize you call with her where she's going to help you prioritize you at no additional charge. So that is awesome. Thank you for offering that, Lissa. Well, thanks for the opportunity to get to share today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, this has been another amazing <laughs> podcast. I, I'm sitting here as I'm taking notes from all of this. I, I, I can't figure out what I'm going to call this, what I'm going to title it, because there's so many good things in here. So we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm interested to see which one I end up going <laughs> with, because you had so much great knowledge, so many knowledge bombs, as my, as my coach calls them. <laughs> Now it's a matter of applying them, right? Yeah, exactly. Apl application. That's really, really the key. So thank you again, Lisa, for being here. I really appreciate your time and, and your, your information here. If people want to reach out to you outside of the Boost Your Energy Guide, how else can they get a hold of you? The best way is probably to find me on Facebook. And I'm just Lisa Figgins on there. You can remember it. It's Melissa without the me because it's not about me. Aww. So um, you can do that. Or my website is lissafiggins.com. You can connect with me there also. Very good. I love it. Well, thank you guys. It's been another amazing episode and stay tuned because there's another badass episode on the way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to badassdirectsalesmastery.com? Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.